1: AM 1220, KDOW is proud to present the podcast of Real Life Lending on Money 2.0. Now here's financial services expert, Eric Ilovsky-McKay. Hey everybody, happy Tuesday. Welcome to Real Life Lending. This is your Northern California show for what's new and true in mortgage finance. My name's Eric McKay. I've been in the corporate finance and lending industry for about 27 years. Currently the Northern California area manager for Essex Mortgage. And they're in the beautiful loan center in Folsom, California. Um, Today has been a crazy day but we're very fortunate to have Miss Jessica Couch here in studio. Hi Jessica, how are you? Great and busy. It is just that time of year with a pre-holiday weekend. Everybody wants to close and it's just insane
2: just the way I like it.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I know. It's impossible to get uh, get you on the phone. And, and I know that uh, we're all out busy, but this is the time of the year. And that was a great time to buy real estate. And we're going to help with that today. Those of you that are new to the show, this show is all about you, our consumers and listeners. It's a place for you to come ask questions about our industry. I started at about Almost four years ago, uh, because of my frustration with the media and how difficult it was, they were at least they were telling you how difficult it was to get a mortgage, how difficult it was to buy real estate, how it was a terrible time. We were going to ask you for your firstborn, and it was just a degrading process. And all loan officers were terrible, and banks were evil, and real estate agents. We're just there to make money. But we all know that that is absolutely not true. This is a great industry to be in. And you guys have made us so successful over the last four years that we are continuing to be a resource and educator for our market. Um, and Jessica, why don't you remind everybody a little about who you are and what you do?
2: I'm a realtor, a full-time realtor. I really enjoy finding finding folks their dream home, of course, but my real niche is finding income property and helping people cash flow. Um, Yeah, it's just a very exciting time to be part of a market where you can help people make money with their money immediately.
1: And you are busy, and you are definitely one of the... Thrilled. ...top producers in our area, as well as one of the things that we love to talk about is investment property. And I know you have some later on in the show, so I know the investors out there in the Bay Area are listening with their pencils in hand, waiting to get a phone number to call. Uh, but before that, I kind of want to talk about the elephant in the room: uh, Brexit. What's going on in Europe? The European uh, Union is collapsing. At least right now, Britain has decided to that they don't want to be a part of it any longer. And regardless of where you fall politically, I think it's a great idea: control your own destiny. But it's definitely having an effect on our market now. If you're in a buying real estate, it's a great effect on our market. It has got to interest rates. Are set a new three year low. You know, we were probably pretty close to a three year low before, but we've had shifts in our industry and our market that are pretty tremendous, and people know that. And I'm getting a lot of calls. And what does that mean to you? It means lower interest rates. What happens when, has anybody been watching the Dow Jones, Mm -hmm. our market? Uh, When that goes down, people pull the money out of the uh, stock market and put it in safer investments, being the bond market. So luckily, mortgage-backed securities are one of those, and it has been a great time for mortgage rates. If you're in the middle of a purchase or refinance, you need to call your loan officer and talk to him about locking your interest rate. And then call me. And one of the things that we offer all of our uh, listeners is a free evaluation. If You send me your loan estimate. Um, we'll give you a review, we'll tell you that, hey, this is a great deal and here's why, or we're going to tell you, hey, you might be able to do a little bit better or maybe there's a better loan structure, and here's the reasons for that. And it's something we do. We get probably five or six each week, and I'll be honest with you, most of them are, are pretty good, some of them aren't. And, but you know what? Buying a home is probably one of the largest investments you folks are going to make. Why not get a second opinion, right? Agreed. Uh, and, and you'd be surprised. We have people that, that, that are just, maybe not just a wrong, the, uh, not a great interest rate, but a wrong loan product. We had a call last week from somebody purchasing um, with an FHA program, um, sent me his good uh, loan estimate and, and all of his numbers. And I, I noticed by his email address it something to do with Sniper. So I asked him, you know, just by that, I asked him, hey, are you ex-military? Well, yeah. I said, well, why aren't you using a VA loan? He goes, I don't know. Nobody asked. So saving mortgage insurance, because as you know, VA has no mortgage insurance, and uh, he happened to be disabled, no funding fee. So he's saving his money and putting in a better loan, and actually he qualifies for more money. Well, I think this
2: is something that really sets you apart. I know it's the reason we work together very often. It's taking um, a client through this process and finding out what's going to be the very best fit for them, not what's going to be a slam dunk and a quick close for you, what's going to be the very best fit for the client.
1: Absolutely. And you know, one of the things that we do is we'll do a fully underwritten pre-approval, and we're not just talking about a pre Hey, fill out an application. I'll approve you for as much as you can afford. Uh, What we like to do is actually sit down. We ask us several questions about payment comfort what you're paying in rent now and maybe loan structure because it's important and and one of the things that my job is is to do is, is as an educator is just to let you know what's available to you and let you make your own decisions based on what I tell you now my two cents is always free but little, catching little items like that can make a big difference and that's what I love to do but you know before you even start looking for a home with Jessica We will take you fully through the underwriting process. We'll get all your income docs, all your asset docs. We'll talk about down payment assistance programs, and we'll tell you exactly what your payment will be, what you're you're expected to come to during the uh, loan process with cash, what kind of funds are available. If you're going to receive a gift, we're going to tell you how to do that, what can be gifted, who can gift, because there have been some changes on that recently about who can gift. So these are things that we do through uh, through a fully underwritten pre-approval. So if you want to go through that or hear anything today on the show that interests you, give us a call. We have a lot of ways to get a hold of us during the show and after. 925-203-5808. 925-203-5808. Not yet. Not not yet. So stay tuned. Uh, But again, that actually is a text line as well. During the show, it, it goes to the studio and you can be live on the show. After the show, it goes directly to my voicemail. Uh, and we're going to give Jessica's information out several times during the show as well. You also have a website, com. That's reallifelending.com. So give us a call. We've got a lot of text questions from last week. But I wanted to ask Jessica, Jessica, what are you seeing in the market right now besides the craziness and, and inside well, of the desk?
2: I'm seeing a lot of escrows open on, on my board in the office. That's a good thing. I think we have... Probably more than we've ever had at one point in time Absolutely. running, um, which is, it's wonderful. Quality, quality problem to be this busy. I'm thrilled.
1: And what's great about it is we actually, I'm, I'm seeing buyers uh, in in most cases, you know, they're educated, mm-hmm. you know, they know a lot more than, than most people. And I think a lot of that has to do with just people doing their homework and want to prevent Maybe what they saw their parents go through or maybe went through a, an economic economic event that uh, they don't want to go through again. So I think it's really important that uh, that people are, are finally coming to the table with with knowledge.
2: I would agree. I would say I have a, um, a lot of buyers and sellers that I work with that are definitely more savvy, know what questions to ask, and they're really raising the bar mm-hmm. with um, finding a realtor that is qualified and is going to do their job really, really
1: well. And I think there was an article that came out. I think last month you and I talked about is that borrowers are becoming a little more picky. Uh huh. You know, they're not making making these sight unseen offers like they were during maybe in 2013 and 14, where there was such limited inventory that they were actually just willing to take something just to own a house. Uh huh. Now they're being a little more particular. And I would agree with they're that. They're ready not to buy, not to settle. Mm-hmm. And I know that makes your job a little harder.
2: No, I think I welcome it. There's a, a borrower we're working with right now, and um, she called on a listing that was pending. It was a condominium. Um, she wanted to come and see it, look at others in the area, and told me she already had a pre-approval with another company, won't mention the name. Mm-hmm. I told them it wasn't what I've, I've worked with them. It's it's never been fun. Uh, it's always been difficult. I wanted to introduce her to you, and, and then I talked her out of my listing and said, we should go and find a property, a home for you instead of a condominium. Sure. This is going to be, you know, same mortgage payment, better deal for her, but she knew what questions to ask when the other company referred an agent she read all the reviews and said this guy's not for me i want to find somebody that meets all my criteria she went through all my reviews she had questions to ask Um, and, and we've had a really great transaction with something that's going to work well for her
1: Right, and you know it's a unique. And I believe we're talking about the USDA, purchase, yes. Correct? Oh, and that such is a, a,
2: such a terrific product.
1: That's a product that you don't do a lot of them in the Bay Area, right? Uh, but it is for rural areas, and the most there was a time most of Tracy and some of Stockton could can purchase. But it's actually a hundred percent financing, just right. like a VA. Now it does have a funding fee. It has a small monthly fee monthly mortgage insurance, but it's about half as much as FHA. So if you want to buy like up in the hills like El Dorado County or some Placer County, um, maybe you want to move Prop 90. Right. And you want to take, take advantage of Prop 90 from the Bay Area, sell your house, and that's where you can actually sell your house that you paid 100000 for in 1978, sell it for $2 million. Go buy a house for a $1 million and take your $78,000 Prop 13 tax base with you. Such an amazing Area. program. Yeah, we have to have uh, the tax assessor on. Yeah, Um,
2: that'd be great to do again.
1: What else is going on? Inventory any better these days?
2: Yes, actually, I'm seeing um, some additional inventory, especially in El Dorado County. Um, That's been really exciting. Uh, I have a lot of folks that are looking for something in a specific area. We've branched out just a little bit to see if we could find anything that meets their needs a little bit further out. A lot more inventory in El Dorado County than I've, I've been used to seeing.
1: Yeah, I think with rates where they are, I think people really have an opportunity here. Uh, Before the election. Uh Um, And it's kind of I read an article today about uh, um, some economists that they were asking if uh, uh, the economy slows down during a a, election year. Uh, and, And it actually is a true case that it actually does.
2: I would believe it. Well, and I think, um, you know, none of us have a crystal ball. But if I am to throw in a prediction, I would say we're going to see rates – well, not rates, sorry. We're going to see prices continue to go up until rates do stabilize, and then we're going to see everything stabilize as a result. Right. So during this time where I, I really think even if we see an initial hike, it's going to cause that same frenzy where everyone's going to think they have to go buy before it goes up again.
1: Median home prices are up again, especially uh, in San Francisco as normal. But what we're finding out is the uh, the outlying areas, uh, the suburbs, uh, are becoming a little more hotter than San Francisco right now.
2: It would only make sense.
1: Um, and, you know, like areas like Contra Costa and San Joaquin, those are really uh, the areas like Livermore and maybe even Napa. Napa was struggling a little bit earlier in this year. It seems to be really strong right now. And if you're an agent out there, I'd love to hear from you. Give us a call, 925-203-5808. Again, 925 925- Two zero three five eight zero eight. Let us know uh, what you're seeing, and I know that we've got a lot of text questions over the last uh, couple weeks, and we're going to hit those as well. And I know Jessica's got some great uh, investment properties to talk about. I do. And I'm actually going to share some of the things that, that I've learned this week because we've had some being so busy, we've actually seen some things that I haven't seen in a while and I actually learned something this week.
2: Oh, I've learned a few things. Yeah? I, I, am, I am happy to have that experience where you're like, I learned something new this week. I will make sure I never do that again. <laughs> I will make sure I never allow the agent on the other side to, to mention that again.
1: I know. And it, it really does get back. And none of it was intentional. But... In our lending environment, and our real estate em- environment, there are some things that we can avoid right. to avoid problems. And we're going to talk about those as well. Uh, but again, uh, I want to let everybody know how to reach us. We have our call-in number at 925-203-5808. That's also a text line. We also have our website, reallifelending.com. And you're going to hear a lot from Jessica today. Jessica, give us your contact info again. Oh, 916-532-8916. You know one of the things Jessica I'm I'm hearing these days is that people are still looking for flips
2: and they're out there surprisingly they are out there i have a couple in contract right i have two separate flips for two separate investors uh properties i mentioned on the show got into contract and they are going to work
1: okay we're going to talk about flips when we come back because that's one of our text questions as well folks i want to thank you for listening to real life lending here on am 1220 kdow my name's eric mckay i'm here with jessica couch we'll be right back after this all right folks welcome back Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to Real Life Lending here on AM 1220 KDOW. My name's Eric McKay. I'm here with Jessica Couch, um, realtor extraordinaire. And before the break, um, we were kind of talking about flips. And it's kind of yeah. funny, we had a text question from Mark in Fremont uh, last week that we didn't get to. He's asking, "Is are flips still around They uh, are in this market?
2: They are. I, I think it's a matter of um, just going through every single day, running the numbers. I have a pretty good... Um, net sheet that we use to categorize what needs to be repaired, what those repair costs would be, right. what the, uh, you know, what price we should offer on the property and what our number is for high and median on the other side. Mm-hmm. What, and then what actives are in the area. Right. Uh, but I have two in contract right now that are going to, each of them are, one of them we got for 130, the other one for 110. Um the one for 110 was a duplex that came on the market at 99,000. Um I wrote two offers from the show. We announced it on the show, Correct. got two buyers from the show in contract at 110. It's going to take 25,000 to get it up to par. 175 was our high. Last month, and everything has gone up since then.
1: We do sell real estate on the show. We do agents out there. The last fifteen minutes, you're more than welcome to call with your listings or your open houses. Let us know if we can help. Um, but you know, regarding the flips, because I know that uh, maybe sometimes, and especially in the Bay Area, people are concerned about financing. They might not have the cash for something like that. And one of the things that came around recently, one of the good things in our industry is that wall street came back with the old all tape products you know what as right. as, a, as an inv- as an investor or flipper your your options were cuz most houses weren't lendable in shape right, right cuz right. they this would, one had isn't. a lot of health and safety issues so one of the things that uh, the only options that investors had was maybe private money or hard money or or private investors and that's expensive dollars right, right? um and one of the things that uh, when the market kind of loosened up again the altay or hedge street came uh, wall street came back uh, basically the hedge funds came back and and said all right we'll lend on some of these pro- uh, properties you know you got to put 30 40% down which and we're going to charge you a little higher interest rate than normal but you know private money is 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 the as the alternative is 10% interest right. rate 3 to 5 points up front to for the loan cost so it created a whole new option for investors to do these flips and um, and we get a lot of calls about that.
2: I forgot all about using Alta with a flip. That would be a terrific option, especially for something this short term. I mean, you're talking 60, it 90 is, days six max.
1: And, and one of the things that we have, too, that, that a lot of lenders don't even know about is we have uh, recapture of funds refinanced. So if you are an investor, you're buying a property, you pay cash for it, uh, normally you have to wait, you know. Twelve six to twelve months to get your cash back out right. on that investment unless you sell, but if you 're in a buy a hold situation or maybe you're you really wanted this property for a primary residence, but you decided you thought you needed to make a cash offer you. You pulled all the money out of your 401k, you paid cash for it, now it's stuck. Uh, we have um, a refinance that will allow you to take out all your cash that you put in, as long as it was seasoned funds, immediately, day one, after you close. We can take we can take out all your cash, your down payment, your cash investment, your closing costs, get it all back out next day. And uh, it's called a delayed financing product. And that's really, really neat, especially for those investors out there that want to maximize uh, their cash potential and move on to the next project.
2: That is a great option.
1: Um, You know, we get a lot of questions here. Here's a text question from last week. And Jessica, this is kind of right up your alley. Um, uh, Let me try to find it. My agent wants to list low in hopes of starting a bidding war. Is that a good idea? And it doesn't give a name.
2: I do believe in listing low rather than high for this reason. If you list low, chances are you're going to get 20 people through the door and 10 that want an offer, and you could ensue a bidding war, which in my opinion would be a wonderful item because then you have um, you really have options at that point, or you can name your terms. One of those terms could be asking the top um, offer to list their appraisal contingency where that wouldn't be a,
1: um, a concern. Yeah, the worst thing you want to do is chase the market, right? Absolutely. I have a, a house that uh, that went up on market on my on on. My, I pass it every day on the way home. Um, they put it on market two weeks later. They dropped it by a hundred thousand dollars. That's a big drop.
2: That's a bad agent. <clears throat> <laughs>
1: That's a bad comp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, agreed, agreed. But uh, so yeah, the worst thing you want to do, and it's it's stigma, right? It's it's perception. If if somebody keeps lowering the price, especially by those drastic, you want to you don't want to chase the market, right?
2: Well, and I think we'll get to uh, part of this. I don't want to give it all away, but sure. uh, you know, one of the things we're discussing tonight is you know when you're interviewing agents, what questions right. to ask. And I know I was at a listing appointment recently. Um, I knew what the house was going to come in around, what sure. given comp, and two other agents had come in and given him this pie in the sky idea. And I said, go back to him and ask him where that number came from. We can't go out two miles in a, a radius and the appraiser is not going to use that same comparable. This right. is a different city. It's a different comp. I can tell you your house is worth, you know, $2 million also. If it's not going to sell for that, who who am I serving? Right. You're going to be irritated. I'm not making any money. My, what, yeah, what, what are we working for?
1: Absolutely. Because then you're, you know, and I agree. And especially with appraisals, you know, the, the if somebody even was willing to pay that price, right. the bank's going to lend on appraised value. right? And so we're going to get an appraisal and the appraisal is going to come in. And now we have to, and this happened this week. Great, great real life story. Had an appraisal come back at value. But, uh, as, as we know, uh, appraisals now as of 2015, Fannie and Freddie have their own super duper AVM that rates right. the, the comps used in the appraisal and it'll spit it out. And if it's, uh, if, if there are more realistic comps and obviously it's, it's it's subjective up to the appraiser, but at least we'll have to go out and get a field review. Another appraisal will have to go out and look at it to support value. So basically, if a lender gets a, a hey, this is a really questionable appraisal right. option on their, their software, Fannie and Freddie, um, then we're going to have to support that value with a, a, a field review or a second appraisal. And sometimes that comes back differently.
2: I would agree. Appraisal.
1: All right, folks, we're coming up on our second break. You're listening to Real Life Lending here on AM 1220 KDOW. Any text questions, text them to 925-203-5808. Looks like we just got another one in. Uh, My name's Eric McKay. We'll be right back after this. All right, everybody, welcome back to Real Life Lending. My name's Eric McKay. This show's all about you. If you have any questions, give us a call. I see a lot of text questions coming in. 925-203-5808. 925-203-5808. 925-203-5808 925-203-5808 we have realtor uh top what
2: 3% it's been a while since i've checked stats i'm super busy i could tell it's you that super busy, super
1: busy. Uh, anyway she's great at what she does uh Jessica Couch here's in studio and we're talking real estate and before the break we were kind of Jessica was uh mentioning about going on a listing appointment and and you know the importance of not overlisting your property and coming in too high right uh, and uh, we got a text question uh, that came in during the break, and it kind of relates to that, is is what are the best questions to ask a realtor when you're interviewing for a listing? Uh, I, now, you're on the other end of that, so what should somebody ask?
2: Well, I think we use the rule of thumb with interview three agents. Um, I hate to see... Sellers pick the first agent. You know their brother's friend from high school. That you know
1: almost closed three transactions in nineteen ninety-six. That guy.
2: Yes, he always shows up. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think it's really important with having a savvier market and savvier. uh, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yes. Yes. That is him. um, coming up with with questions that are going to be um, uh, prudent to picking a realtor and a listing appointment I went on recently, she pulled up Google and top 10 questions to ask your realtor. And I think they are all really good questions. Um, here's a few of them. Um, how long have you been in the business? How many homes did you sell this last year? Um, what designations or certifications do you have? How many days would my house be on the market? Uh, be a good comparable. Um, what's the average variation between your initial listing and final sales price? That would be a very important one with what we we're talking about. Well, kind of tying into
1: that. Let me ask you a question just from my own, uh, um, I guess I, I want to know, is that, you know, is it, is it always best to use somebody that has, because yeah, I know sometimes you're on Zillow or some of the Realtor.com, 26 closed recent mm-hmm. transactions, 10 closed, and then two closed recent transactions. Is it, does that make a difference?
2: Um, I think it depends on if the realtor has an assistant that's putting in their information or not. Um, I could tell you, I only update Zillow when I have time, which lately hasn't been very often. Right. Um, and it's up to the agent to put in all of their current sales. It's, so that it's doesn't nothing automatically automatic. pulled from MLS. No. That's
1: something that you have to update yourself.
2: And pay for, yes. Yeah, so it, it really depends on, you know, how, how much, um, spare time the agent has on their hands, which may not be a good determining factor. Which
1: is another reason why Zillow is not as accurate <laughs> as it may be, as True. you may think.
2: True story. Mm, okay. Other questions? Um, I think w- an important question is the variation between initial listing price and final sales price. Right. I think that's an important one. Um, how many homes have you sold in this area? Uh, that was a question that came up. Um, sure. The area is a, it's an okay area, and I wasn't able to answer that I had sold many homes in that area. I do homes in different areas. Throughout Northern California? Well, that and I I think their area in specific, I do a lot right outside that area that's $100,000 higher than their neighborhood. So no, specifically, no, I don't do a lot here, but um, I do a lot right outside of here at a different purchase price. Um, Will you represent me exclusively or might you also choose to represent the buyer? That's a good question. If you are representing the buyer, how does that help me? What are you going to do that's going to be, you know, how is that going to work? Where's the benefit for me?
1: Which is dual agency. And uh, how do you feel about that?
2: I offer a discount if I can bring the buyer. I have found um, this year, I have had a ton of calls from buyers directly from my listings where buyers come directly and say, I'm sick of getting beat out. I want to work with you. Mm -hmm. I would never offer to take um, a, a client that that I even felt had a realtor. Sometimes I can feel that out. Do you ever, well, we had somebody we didn't really like her anymore. If you have sure. somebody you've been working with her, work with her. I'm not, I'm going to give you, you know, um, try to make this work the very best I can for my seller. So sure. work with your agent, bring the offer and let's work together. I don't want anyone very to Very few agents agent. will do that.
1: I can tell you that. I would
2: agree. But I think this is, it goes around, comes around.
1: Just on that note, if you've been working with a real estate agent and they've been showing you house after house, and then you walk into a new home development, Do not fill out one of those cards unless your agent is with you because basically that gives up your agent's rights to any type of commission, correct? And any, any negotiation on your part. Any negotiation, exactly. More,
2: more importantly, yes, you just lost all of your negotiating power.
1: And I just, that's a great example I have a, a veteran that walked into a new, that was actually working with a very prominent agent, walked into a new home development, filled out a card. They didn't know what they were doing. they, they, they. They mentioned that they were working with somebody, but didn't they still filled out the card, and they actually tried to pay no referral fee. I wonder what agent.
2: would happen if they had a buyer broker on file? Uh, I wonder if that would hold up. I'm not
1: sure, but you know the funny thing is is that I noticed that late in the transaction but the buyer was a veteran that uh, hey um, you know I know I said I'm sure it's an oversight, but as you know, the veteran's not allowed to pay for some closing costs. I'm sure you'll send me an addendum saying the seller will pay for it. And of course, their contract person got back to me. Of course, it must have been an oversight. And we got mm. about $4,000 dunked off wow. credit for the borrower. So, uh, but it should have been taken care of on the front right. end, right? It's not something you would have overlooked. No. Uh, and that's why it's important. I always tell people, do you want to use the same divorce attorney as your spouse? Uh, word is loyalty lies. I'm not saying that it happens, but uh, who's paying their commission? Right. The seller, right? Right something to think about all right folks we're coming up on another break when we come back we're going to continue with your text questions jessica's got some investment properties that we are going to announce uh to all you folks out there and um i know that you're getting inundated with a number of refinance uh offers in the mail and i want to touch base on those real quick too today all right folks we will be right back after this thank you for listening to real life lending welcome back folks hope everybody has a safe 4th of July out there. Jessica, are you staying in town? I staying am.
2: I'm very boring, and I don't really like to be on the road with anyone who might be drinking, so I'm pretty boring. You know what? I stay <laughs> at, at home,
1: home because I worry about fire danger. <laughs> so that's I stay right. around with a big hose in my hand <laughs> all for about three days. Just so if I see a spark, I'm ready. Uh, that's, that's, that's my 4th of July. I live out in the middle of nowhere with a lot of brush, and uh, it freaks me out. Uh, hey folks, this is a real estate show, regardless of yeah. you listening. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Um, um, one of the things that I kind of want to, approach before we left the, the last break is that I know everybody's getting inundated with refinance. Uh,
2: yes. Off, yes. I'm glad on. we're talking about
1: that. So one of the things I, I, I really want to stress is that first of all, send me the offer. A lot of them are bogus. Um, they'll, they'll throw out some, I actually got one that said 2% fixed interest rates. One of my borrowers sent me and said, here, cause this is real. Um, and it, it says fixed, but it doesn't say fixed for how long? How oh, interesting. <laughs> right? So, interesting. I mean, there's no fine print there, and it's it's a totally illegal ad, and that's one of the things. I, oh, the, we did this in the past. I want to give everybody a homework assignment. Send me your mailers. Send me these offers that you're getting, especially if it looks really funky or it doesn't have an address or a name or a license number on it. Send oh, yeah. it over to me, and we're going to have some fun with those uh, later on in the week. So, again, just send them. Go to reallifelending.com. Send them to my email, and I'll give you a call back, and maybe we'll call them together and have some fun. Um, but you know, one of the things that I get questioned all the time is that if you're a veteran out there, you know, you have an opportunity, if you purchase in the last 18 months and your interest rate is over 4%, uh, VA offers a, a, a interest rate reduction loan uh-huh. that is no appraisal, no income documentation. Um, just all we're going to do is call to make sure you have a job. We're going to send somebody to drive by the house to make sure it's not still standing. And you can take care of an, uh, market rates, which are low threes now on VA loans, uh, and not go through all the hassle of paperwork. So, But it has to be done correctly. It has to be done the right time of the month. You have to time it correctly. So if you're a veteran out there, you know, give me a call. Work with me directly. That's one of the things I personally like to do is handle the VA interest rate reduction loans. 925-203-5808 is a great time for stream, even on FHA Streamline. Same again. No appraisal. No income documentation. Six hundred minimum FICO score. Uh, we're not going to uh, uh, verify income documentation. Again, we're just going to call. It's a real simple process, but it has to be done right. So give me a call and send me those offers that you get in the mail. We'll have some fun, um, Jessica. This is something you and I. It's a text question that came in from Mary in Antioch. It's 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 something you and I just kind of went through, and she I guess she's in the middle of a purchase. Okay. It says she's buying a house in 1963. The appraiser called out some chip paint. Everyone seems to be making a big deal. Why?
2: Oh, chip paint is a big deal, Mary. It, a house, is a, it is a big deal on uh, a house prior to 1978.
1: Absolutely. A uh, house built, and that's the key. A house built prior to 1978. It's the beer they took lead paint out of, uh, or lead out of paint. And uh, it didn't bother me, you know, when I was a little kid, sucking on paint on the walls or licking the walls, but apparently it's, it, it's not good for you. But that becomes a health and safety issue. And makes the house and underwriter a concern that it has to be abated or repainted by a licensed contractor. And if the work is done by a non-licensed contractor, it has to be inspected by a specialist lead paint abatement company. That's why the big deal, your lender's throwing it up because it could be an issue, uh, to ensure the loan,
2: And I think this is just a matter of um, experience. If you right. do see chipped paint, it could be something you could deal with up front and not put on your paperwork going into the right. lender, um, that could change things substantially for you. I think it's just a matter of catching those things in way of experience that you know if they come up, it could be a, um, a hiccup, and right. rather than having that, you could take care of it up front.
1: And this came up, and, and you, you tell me, in this this particular, I guess Mary, her the appraiser called it out, so it uh-huh. must have been something the appraiser saw, but we have a, a situation where the appraiser didn't call it out. Right. The actual um, transfer disclosure uh, from the seller, and that's where the, the seller... Re- Uh, testifies everything that they know that are wrong with the property, right? That may be defects. Um, And, but there's a box on there. It says, See Avid now. Why would uh, you know, t- educate me and the listeners? Why would a, a, a contract have the box checked? See Avid TDS.
2: Here's my opinion on this. When I get when I send over the uh, transfer disclosure statement and the seller property questionnaire along with you know market advisory and all of this paperwork, um, I I print it off. I bring it over to my client's house and I sit down with them at their kitchen table and mm-hmm. we go through line by line and I explain everything. And we fill it out together. I think if it's just sent over to my seller and my seller's supposed to figure it out, my seller may choose the wrong answer and this would be the wrong answer. Right. See you know agent visual inspection disclosure because if your agent has something marked down, now it's a lender issue. And that's what I want to have avoid.
1: Well yeah I had the agent call me, well it's just a scratch. Why why just just to get around it? Well it's too late. It, it, you you mentioned you thought it was important enough to cover your own butt. Right. Right. So now I know about it. I can't just ignore it as a lender. Uh if it wasn't that big of a deal you you know you wouldn't have marked it on the right lender. and maybe it was a simple over oversight and maybe it was an inexperienced agent but lenders take that seriously because if that file ever gets audited and hud sees that hey chip paint they see oh, the house was built prior to 1978 why wasn't this addressed because hud does care about its borrowers and they want to make sure that they're buying someplace safe and not going to expose their families to any type of lead right issues. so um you know i I'm actually working on that uh, TDS. Now, the, now, an AVID would, I, and, and that as far as my history, an AVID would only, and that's It stands for agent visual, right? Agent uh, visual inspection, inspection disclosure. Inspection disclosure. Uh, now, those were only required when the house was maybe bank owned or the seller didn't live in the property, so they couldn't provide a TDS. Um,
2: I, I think that's correct. I've always done an agent visual and I've never ever checked the box because I don't right. want to make anything, I don't want to give you any more paperwork than you need, Eric. That's, I'm we, just helping
1: you we out. You don't <laughs> want to know about uh, anything like that. So, again, good question, good real life experience here. So, again, if you're an agent out there, uh, uh, be very careful what you put in your AVID.
2: Absolutely.
1: All right, folks, we're coming up, believe it or not, on our last break. When we come back, Jessica's going to talk about some investment property. And uh, we'll be right back after this. All right, folks, last segment. Welcome back to Real Life Lending. Jessica Couch is here, and I know that uh, she's going to sell some real estate. Jessica, tell us what, what's out there right now. We've got, got some got investment properties.
2: Yes, investment properties is what I really love to do. Cash flow um, day one. Yes, that, yes, that's what I'm talking about. You could get in right now and make money with your money.
1: That's all right. Very and, exciting. And we, we have calls from the Bay Area. We've closed on a few of them in the last month from uh, listeners that have actually bought first, second, and third investment properties from us. So yes. what you got?
2: Um, if you were okay with Stockton, I have a Stockton duplex for one hundred and two thousand. One hundred and two thousand. Um, this is an investment property for sure. You could definitely cash flow with those numbers. Um, each unit is a one-one and one rents for four hundred and fifty a month. Uh, tenants that are already there, so you wouldn't have to worry about. Well, um, you could probably get a little more money up.
1: about that. Than I would
2: agree with that. I would agree with that. Depending on their their current lease structure, there would be room for negotiation sure. there. Um, duplex,
1: twenty five percent down, finance the rest.
2: Yeah, I like that idea. Um, One of the better ones I have here is in Wheatland. Uh, Wheatland is a little town outside of um, Rockland past Lincoln, Mm -hmm. Placer County. Um, This is two duplexes. Two duplexes, total of four units, 155.
1: In in Wheatland.
2: In Wheatland, I know it's a say little bit the further. Um, I do have rents. Let's buy and I have hold rents or, or that's what's on... more important
1: about. Four, so you got four units.
2: I have five twenty-five on one unit, six ninety-five on another unit, and I have two others that are currently vacant that we don't have rented out. So
1: let's say they're five hundred a piece. It's over two thousand dollars a month on what was the purchase? One fifty-five. One fifty-five.
2: Crazy.
1: You're talking about a mortgage payment, PITI, around seven hundred dollars. Uh, that's cash flow.
2: Cash flow there. Um, let's see what. And again, these are these
1: had. these are particular ones that are not really to flip. This is just buy and hold and pay. Absolutely. You could do a fifteen year on that and cash flow five six hundred dollars a month. Um, that is a solid investment, 155 for four units.
2: Incredible. And then we have my favorite Oak Park, uh, Duplex 169. This has already had some updates. It has some newer paint. It's a decent neighborhood, and they are getting uh, $795 for the three bedroom, one bath, and $550 for the one bedroom, one bath. Um, tenants are already there, and you could cash flow day one on this as well, $169.
1: Jessica, how does somebody get a hold of you? At 916-532-8916. 532-8916. Or go to com and we'll make sure you get in touch with Jessica. Because one of the things that I can do, and whether it's up to four units, we can do residential financing on that. Anything over four units uh, would put us into a commercial uh, financing where the weight of the property is is just or more as uh, important as you, the borrower. Uh, it's all about debt service, how much income that a property can produce based on its monthly obligations and debt service. Um, but you know, you, you seem to find all these off-market multi-units, and I know that there's people out there listening. Again, your phone number one more time?
2: Uh, 916-532-8916. If you even want to shoot me a text, you're sure. curious about what these look like, shoot me a text, shoot me your email, no obligation. Believe me, I'm too busy to hound you. I wouldn't do that anyway. <laughs> um, you send a something over to me and I'll get you a list of these properties where you can see the pictures, the rent, the area. You can run a rentometer, meter a free search online. And then if you're interested, you know, get in touch with me and I'd love to help you. Absolutely. On work with you. And
1: on those bigger commercial properties, we can put, I can put a pro forma together. Right. Uh, exactly. That'll show you depending on how many, you, we use usually a 10 or 15 year hold period, exactly what your cap rate be, your return on investment would be. And those are the things that I love to do. Uh, so again, uh, give me a call, uh, work with me personally. Jessica, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, one one of the things, my best part of my job, folks, is meeting you and sitting across the kitchen table and getting you back into real estate, whether it's your first home, second home, third investment property, or your largest 50-unit apartment complex. These are things that I live and breathe for, work with me directly. Give me a call, 925-203-5808. Again, 925-203-5808. And if you're a licensed NMLS loan officer, we have a spot for you give me a call. I'd love to buy you some lunch and talk to you about how we help the community get back into real estate. All right, listening to Real Life Lending, thank you, Jessica. Thank you. All right, folks, we'll be back next
0: week. Have a safe 4th of July